everyone. My name is Thomas Webb Jr. and welcome to the Champions for Life podcast. As I stated earlier, my name is Thomas Webb Jr. I'm a football division two student athlete at Washington Mexican University and I am studying secondary education with a minor in coaching. And I'm also a member of the Division II National Stack. Now today we will be talking about the NCAA convention that just wrapped up with a familiar face you guys might know, uh, former Division II Stack chair, former Division II football player at Kentucky Wesleyan, Wiley Kane. Wiley Kane, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Thomas. Thanks for thanks for having me back on, even though I'm a little washed up now. Yeah, how's it feel to be retired, man? It's it's different. It's it's very interesting. Uh, you know, just trying to be like just a student. Uh, the other night, I played some intramural sports for the first time in my career. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Wiley. So for those who don't know about the NCAA convention, kind of explain what it is, what goes on there, how long it is, and some of the things that uh, go on at convention. Yeah, so the NCAA convention is a really unique and cool experience. It happens once a year uh, in January, normally the second or third week of January, and it's a gathering of all of the institutions that make up the NCAA. So there are Division One meetings there, there's Division Two meetings there, and there's Division Three meetings there. So um, within that structure, there are uh, meetings for conferences, meetings for committees, uh, meetings for the presidents and management councils or the equivalent in Division One and Division Three, um, And just overall, a, a lot of, of information gets shared. And then there's also a lot of education sessions that go to the same thing. So um, people in the NCAA, you know, you try to pass tips of the trade to each other. So, you know, if you're if you've learned something in your collegiate experience and you want to help uh, one of your colleagues or something like that, you pass it off. Um, and the reason that we were there is that the National Student Athlete Advisory Committee has quarterly meetings. So we meet four times a year as a full committee, big time meetings. Um, and one of those is always at NCAA convention. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool how, you know, this is an opportunity for all, all three divisions to be at one place. You had mentioned that the SAC has a quarterly meetings. I know you're the Division II, former Division II SAC chair. Kind of explain your role, not only in those SAC meetings, but kind of other roles that you have at convention. Right. So myself and now uh, Emma Kramer from Simon Fraser University, who's the new Division II SAC chair, uh, we really serve as the main mouthpiece for um, athletes within Division II. So um, we get to we get the honor and privilege of running the SAC meeting. So we get to, um, you know, move through agenda items and things like that. But um, also we're often looked to to share the committee's opinions on on certain issues and things like that. So um, as Division II SAC chair, I, I had to be very informed on what my peers' opinions were, not just my own. And that way I could um, very thoroughly communicate what the student athlete perspective was. I always thought that it was important that not only I have my own opinions, because obviously that's what got me to the position in the first place. That's how I was selected to be Division II SAC chair, but I also then made sure that I understood what all of the of my peers on the committee think about certain issues, and then I'm able to share them. In Division II, we have a very unique opportunity. Actually, shout out Division Three, congratulations. They just got the opportunity as well, but um, we've been able to vote on all legislation that comes to the NCAA floor in the Division II business session for about eight years now. I was at the Division II convention and I was able to place a vote on behalf of the 120,000 Division II student athletes 
on every piece of legislative proposal that passed on the floor. So I think that's an amazing opportunity that student athletes at the division two level have. Yeah, that's awesome. And, um, you know, kind of going back to your role as, you know, D2 SAC chair, what was kind of some of your favorite memories being, you know, D2 SAC chair? I think uh, some of the, some of the core things were, you know, the conversation that we got to have with the with the new president, uh, Governor Baker. That was really cool. Um, but really, I think that the best the best memories that I would ever have being the Division Two SAC chair is just watching the committee and and how amazing each and every one of my colleagues were, and then being the person who was entrusted to lead that. It, it gave me um, a great sense of pride, but also thankfulness that uh, a committee of 26 of, of the most driven leaders that I've ever met in my entire life would then say that they have enough trust in me to um, lead those meetings and then also articulate opinions for them on their behalf. So anytime someone asks me, hey, what is Division II SAC's opinion on this? Or what are the Division II student athletes' opinion on this? And I was able to serve as a mediator uh, for the committee to um, NCAA governance or even the media. Uh, it was very honored. Like, I was very honored to to have that opportunity. So I'd say that's my favorite um, memory is just representing each and every student athlete that was on the committee, but also all the student athletes in Division Two. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, on, on behalf of you know D two National Stack, you know, I just want to thank you for your leadership, you know, and everything you've done for this committee. But as we you know talked about earlier, we joked around. You're retired now. Um, but what are some things? Some some. Uh, resources or some tools that I, you have used to help prepare you, you know, for this moment, you know, once your game has stopped, you know, for life after the game? There there have been a couple. I would say the, the Career Center on my campus has been awesome. Um, we have an amazing uh, career services director. Her name's Deb Jones. She actually sat down with me before my medical school interviews. Um, I'm, I have been accepted to go to a couple of medical schools. Um, so she sat down with me before my medical school interviews and did an interview with me with questions that she has heard are very common in medical school interviews. She videotaped that interview and then I got to go through and watch myself in the interview and, and correct some mistakes that I had. So that was awesome. Um, I have a lot of, there's a lot of resume um, services that I've used. I've actually, so shout out to the SAC professional development document. Um, we created on, on the Student Athlete Advisory Committee about a year ago, a professional development document that has a lot of resume examples and stuff on it. And that was really, really helpful to me when preparing for life after sport. Um, so yeah, so those were a couple of things. I would say just some resume building stuff and then also my career services center on campus. Gotcha. And and while you were a student athlete, um, did you do any type of networking? Um, you know, kind of what are your next steps, you know, now that football is over? That's a great question. And and when people say networking, it sounds like this big scary topic or or something. And I always kind of thought that when I was coming into to school, is that like, oh, networking, that's terrifying. But what I've found is that a lot of individuals um, really enjoy individuals in positions of maybe influence or, or people that can help you as you go. They really enjoy someone who attacks whatever they're doing with a lot of enthusiasm and energy. Um, I can kind of attest that that's how I've gotten quote unquote, like ahead maybe in, in some things, or that's how I've gotten a lot of the opportunities that I've had is that um, when people around you recognize that you are giving everything you have to an endeavor when they recognize that you're giving energy that you are 
um, doing everything in your ability to be the best that you can at something, people tend to gravitate to that. And I think that that's no different than forming a network. I mean, I was able, I was blessed to have a conversation at NCAA convention with Dr. Brian Hainline, who's the chief medical officer of the NCAA about my medical school decision. And he helped me with it a lot. And I think I'm a lot closer to making it now that I had that conversation and, you know, talking to, to individuals within NCAA governance or even just within uh, my conference officer at school, you know, I've always been told that people enjoy the energy that I bring to things. So when I would say, you know, if somebody's trying to create a network or if you're trying to create contacts for for later on in your um, life or in your professional career, I say just attack it with enthusiasm. I mean, you shake that person's hand, you you look them in the eyes, you take every single word they say and hang off of it like it's the most important thing that you've ever heard in your entire life. I mean, even if it's not, even if they're saying something you've heard before, you're going to make an impression on them and then they are going to want to help you later on. I mean, that's happened to me so many times where, you know, an individual who's in, who's maybe a little higher up in status than I am or something, um, you know, comes back to me like a school administrator or something. And I go to them and I ask them for help. And they're like, yes, I would love to help you. The first time I met you, you did this and this and this. And I always think that it's crazy that they remembered that. But when I, when I've noticed that so many people remember that I'm thinking about a common theme and what I come to is just being present in the moment and being enthusiastic with what you do. Be the first one to volunteer. Be the first one to go up and shake a person's hand. Have an engaged conversation with them. So uh, I think that that's, a, that's what I've learned about networking is, is that it's less about your abilities and everything like that. Like, yeah, that's good. But it's more about being engaged with the individual that you're trying to create a connection with. Yeah, those are all great points, Wiley. And I like what you said about making that first impression. I feel like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people remember that first impression. And if you make that good first impression, you never know. Five years down the line, you know, they may remember you just because of that first impression. Um, you had mentioned medical school. So kind of tell the audience, you know, what are your plans that, you know, now that you know, football is over? Yeah, so I became very passionate about orthopedic surgery through some experiences in football. Um, I've had three shoulder surgeries. So um, I really feel like that my calling is to be able to be empathetic with student athletes and, and help them in that way. So um, I'm going to medical school. I've been accepted into the University of Kentucky and the University of Louisville, um, still between those two options. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go to one of those places and I'm going to study to become an orthopedic surgeon and then hopefully come back and work um, at the Division Two or Division Three level, uh, work with some small colleges and work with college athletes. Um, that's been what my calling I feel like is, is to, is to help people that I have a lot of empathy with. So hopefully one day I'll be able to, um, do for a student athlete, what my surgeon did for me and, and give me, um, give them an opportunity to continue to do what they love, just like he did for me. That's awesome. Well, Wiley, thank you for, uh, today. Thank you for, you know, sharing your thoughts and, you know, thank you for serving our student athletes, um, on division two national sack and, Wish you best of luck, man. And uh, to our audience, thank you guys for tuning in. And be sure to be on the lookout for our next podcast. Thank you, guys.